You're listening to the Confidence Podcast, your favorite coaching podcast oozing with motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, internationally recognized confidence coach, best-selling author, and founder of the College of Confidence, the most encouraging place on the internet. I teach go-getters in life how to take their thoughts captive, how to step out of the shadows of self-doubt, and how to courageously step into their purpose with confidence. It's time to pump our confidence muscles and train our thoughts, y'all. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Trish Blackwell, and you're listening to The Confidence Podcast, episode 550. I love good numbers. That is a good number. And if you divide that by 52, I have been podcasting every Tuesday for the past 10 and a half years, y'all. Like, that's pretty cool. This week, we're talking about how to get more done, but maybe even you might be, you might have read the second part of that title and how to accelerate your success rate. We are all in such a rush to achieve our goals that we we actually slow ourselves down. And we're gonna talk today about some methodology that I use to help me uh, really hack my time, become a time ninja, know how I wanna create something and achieve things with more ease and faster than expected, all the while being patient an unrushed. It's a, um, seems like these are, we're holding opposite spectrums, but there's a beautiful duality between the two. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the product of, uh, the topic of productivity and progress. And I'm going to give you strategies on how to get done more, how to get more done on what matters to you, because that's the key point y'all. We get a lot done but a lot of it doesn't matter to us. You are either into people's agenda, slave to your own email inbox, doing what you quote unquote think you're supposed to be doing, but you actually haven't done the deep work of reflecting on your life and asking yourself what it is that you want. And so you're getting lots done, but maybe not what matters to you, or you have a lot of going on. You're juggling multiple projects. You're struggling to stay focused. You're doing it all for everyone. And then the things that do matter the most to you, those are coming in last place of your priorities. And we just got to switch the paradigm. We got to, we got to turn that on its head um, so that you start feeling better when you get done what matters to you you feel on top of the world. That accelerates your success rate in all other areas because one of the biggest things that slows people down is overthinking, is indecision, is even that I I would even hazard a guess you're wasting an hour, potentially two hours of your workday by not being decisive, by, by, by deliberating between tasks and wondering what you should respond or deciding be, what should I work on next? Should I do this or this? We're wasting massive amounts of time. Instead of just trusting yourself, making decision, following through, we indulge in margin that is unhealthy margin. And so I'm going to give you some, some tips today that are really practical to maximize your time and your energy. We're going to talk a little bit about time blocking and prioritization, but also self-care and the rhythm of life versus just being methodically scheduled down to the minute. I'm a scheduler. I have all things scheduled. I love that. But I also approach my life as a rhythm, a rhythm of life. And that's a term I picked up when I first lived in France. Now, as I am recording, I am on my way to, well, I'm not recording from the airplane, but at the time that you're listening, I'm either on my way to the airport or in the process for my month in France. And it's just really 
oh gosh, rejuvenating to go back to the country that taught me so much, to go back to where 20 years ago, really the seeds of my beginning to develop, my seeds of my interest in personal development started. And it still started from looking at the pace of life from my friends that I saw there. And the phrase, the rhythm of life, that was there, how they, they talk about pace of life. Even our, in English, we say pace of life. They say rhythm of life. And I went, oh, that's, it's just so many interesting ways to think about your life. And it's exciting because you get to create your life. No one else. There's no expectations of you except for what you choose to believe and prioritize. So we're going to dive today into the world of productivity. And I'm going to help you learn how to get more done while staying focused on what truly matters to you. So if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so happy you are here. Welcome to the Confidence Podcast. My name is Trish. I specialize in helping high achieving women achieve more without putting so much pressure on themselves and how to applaud themselves. If you're somebody who has always struggled with never feeling like you're doing enough, yet you know on paper you're doing a lot, how to actually stop putting the pressure there and start enjoying your life, how to walk in pace and freedom and all the fruits of the spirit that we read about in the Bible, but we don't activate, we don't, we don't reap those. We're not, why are we not picking the fruit that's available to us? So, Managing your time is one of the best ways to do that. I'm going to be sharing with you productivity hacks for peak time management, whether you consider yourself driven or not, okay? I'm also going to teach you into how to tap into time abundance and the mindset between behind believing that you are time abundant. It's such an interesting thing. Time is our most valuable resource and no one knows how much we actually have. And you might be rich in time for your future or short in time. And the only one that knows is God. But I do know this. If, if today we make it to tomorrow, we've all had the same amount of time today. We all have 24 hours. Each one of those is precious. And you have to choose to spend them wisely. So no matter how busy you are, you can walk in a mental time abundance. And I'm going to share also with you the key to staying confident about progress and timing in your life, because that's one of the things in my coaching practice of almost, gosh, well, I've been podcasting for 10 plus years and actively coaching, training clients one-on-one for nine, that often we derail ourselves from our own success just because we get impatient. Just because we think we're further, we should be further along. Just be think, just because we beat ourselves up about the the pace that we're going, and you just got to move forward. I need, you, I'm going to give you some ways to start being more confident about progress and timing in your life. Because when you are content and joyful about where you're at, you will accelerate further. When you put pressure on and say you really need to do well, you're not going to do well. I, you can see this in sports. If you are a parent and you're specifically if you're in a sport that is a race. So I grew up swimming competitively, very intensely competitively, and then swam and was a scholarship swimmer in division one. So I swam through college. I even swam post-college internationally a little bit. Um, and of course now my kids are in swimming, but we're in lots of sports as well. But it, it would be as if I said to my daughter, she, who just had her first long course meet, which is if you're in the swimming world, you know, that's exciting and it's intimidating. And it was, you know, she was one of the few eight-year-olds there and but if I said to her, hey, Elle, you need to like, I need you to go fast. I don't, yeah, yeah, you're swimming in a bunch of 10-year-olds. I don't care, but go fast. Like make sure that you make my time here and the, the time that we invested and the money it costs. And, you know, this is what I'm doing on my Saturday. If I said to her, you have to swim fast, 
and then I'm disappointed when she doesn't. Who do you think? Who do you think's in the wrong? It is a not effective strategy to say you need to go faster than you are right now. Now, when I say to her, "Hey, babe, I just want you to see what you got. Let's just go. You are brave. This is a big pool. You've never done long course. Let's like. I love that you're not intimidated to stand next to the ten year old next to you. Let's go, girl. Let's see what you can do today." Because what you're doing today might be different than what you can do tomorrow, but I'm not in a rush. Your success to me is a for sure. Let's just see how long it takes us to get there. You can learn to start talking about your life, whether you want to get a master's, a PhD, uh, you get into the school, the, the college of your dreams, make a million dollars in your business, finally finish that book you talked about writing 20 years ago. Whatever it is, this big milestone. I just I want to invite you to believing that it's already done. That if you're willing to start working for what you wish for instead of wishing and wishing and then getting jealous of those around you who are getting it, you start putting in the consistent, consistent, boring, non, just very ordinary work, you will do something extraordinary because extraordinary things happen by doing ordinary things over and over and over and over. And when you do the ordinary thing, when you do the boring thing, when you are massively consistent and you're willing to show up in every way and continue to show up and continue to, to try something new and then fall back down and then try something new and stay in a place of belief that you are still on your way, that is when you can do the big things. That is when your success rate will accelerate because you stop pausing. One of the reasons our success where your business is not where you want is because you pause. Or your weight loss, it's because you pause. And I'm not, I'm not saying you fall off the wagon. I, I don't love that term. But I'm just saying we pause. We put a little, well, it's a holiday week, so I'm going to take a break. Well, yeah, it's not working. I'm a little discouraged. Maybe I'll try something new. We get distracted and we micro quit on ourselves. And then we're bummed about how long something's taking us. And meanwhile, we're the ones putting ourselves on the bench. We're the ones taking ourselves out of the game. So there's food for thought. I am not even supposed to be coaching yet. That's toward the end of the episode. That was a sneak peek to some of what we'll be talking about. Just very briefly, if today's concept about what we're talking about with time management resonates with you, I have a free workshop that I did a while back and we offer it for, it's, it's, it's part of the College of Confidence um, and it's the system that I use and I teach for people to, to tell their time how to work for them. It is massively helpful. You can watch it, learn it, get the workbook, learn my system of effective time management so that you can apply and I need you to personalize it and customize it for what will work for you. You don't have to do it exactly how I do it, but how I teach it will help you consider how to apply it to your own life. And that we call that the deliberate daily design. And often I ask my, my clients, are you designing your days? Are you deliberately designing your days. That's why we call it the DDD, the deliberate daily design. And it can be done. I suggest, I teach, you'll see when you get access to this, that you do it in a week to week basis, but also day to day. It's a day to day check-in. And if I don't like the day or the schedule that I've set up, I'm the only person to blame. So you can get that access to that for free at trishblackwell.com forward slash DDD. So that's for deliberate daily design, trishblackwell.com forward slash DDD. We just got this awesome review and I just wanted to read it to you guys. The reviews help us reach more people. So even if you can just write one sentence, I'm delighted. It absolutely makes my day. So this is from Nick Lad, Nick L. Dad. Um, and they said that, so glad I found you. I found your podcast while searching for help to increase my confidence or at least to come across more 
as more confident in the workplace. For my entire career, I've been getting positive reviews on all the great things I do, but one recurring comment from multiple people is that I need to believe in myself and be more confident in my decisions and abilities. I can take constructive criticism, but it is so frustrating because I don't even realize that I came across as not confident. Anyway, your content inspires me, teaches me, and gives me real actions to take to improve myself. I couldn't have found you at a better time because I just got laid off from my job the second time in three years due to reduction in the workplace. It is extremely difficult to not beat myself up, wallow in self-doubt and self-pity, but with your messages, I am finding ways to reframe my mindset and believe that I will turn this negative into a positive pause. Guys, right there, that is confidence. The the, uh, the boldness to simply believe, mm, this feels negative, I, I will turn this into something positive. The review continues. They say, uh, thanks for being the inspiration I need in this season of life. You've even ignited an interest in going back and leaning into my faith more. I don't like overly religious things, but the way you talk about it, even those who might have different beliefs than you can still feel accepted and gain value from your messages. Keep doing what you're doing. Great stuff. And my friend, thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud for you acknowledging and seeing your awareness to say and see, I have some self-doubt right now. I see it. I have some self-pity right now. I see it, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to camp out. I'm not going to make this my life. This is, I am willing to feel these emotions, let them pass. They're just a vibration in my body. And then I'm taking action. I'm taking action and I'm creating the life that I want. And I appreciate, I want you guys to know, I'm, look, I love, like, I love talking about my faith and it is so core to who I am. The freedom that I have in Christ, the freedom that I have and the peace that God has given me in my faith and the closer I walk with him, the more amazing and extraordinary and empowering and freeing and healing my entire life has been. And that is why I can't, this is not a religious podcast, but why sometimes you're going to go, wow, she, I like that. I might not share the same faith with her, but she, I'm, she's always going to speak from the heart. And so thank you for you sharing that that inspires you and that the the delivery of it, that I can honor those who come from different backgrounds. But also I want to invite you into what I what, what makes, gives me every bit of meaning in my life. And that is being a child of God. It is incredible. It is incredible. And it's an absolute gift and it is the core of my life. So I'm so glad that that comes across. Well, thank you for, for giving me that feedback and for sharing that it's inspired you to lean into your faith and wherever your faith is, just want to note, God loves you. He doesn't even just love you. If you read my recent book, he delights in you that's like love to the next and you don't you don't earn it there's not it's not it doesn't matter what you're doing doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter how far you are from him he delights in you you are his masterpiece and i sincerely sincerely believe that so let's dive into coaching shall we okay first and foremost i the i i have this men, mindset prereq for you to listen to this episode what is that mindset prereq well it's a like just like in school like to take psych 201, you have to have the prereq is psych 101, right? You can't skip classes. Here's my mindset prereq, prereq for you. You can't get a lot done from a mindset of self-pity. If you want to listen and apply what we're talking about in today's class, you have to ditch the pity. Now, how do you do that? Um, I like to throw personal pity parties. And like it, what it is, is it's recognizing I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm having self-pity. And I like to imagine balloons, helium balloons floating above my head as if I'm like holding a little bouquet of balloons. 
And I let myself feel bad for, I put a timer on it, two minutes, five minutes, it, it depends. I do some breath. I say all the things. I write down everything I'm mad about. I, I talk about how, how terrible my life is at the moment or whatever is upsetting and why I feel sorry for me and why my life's so hard, okay? And then I take a pen in my hand. I literally take a pen. And if I don't have a pen, I just use a finger and extend a finger, and I metaphorically pop the balloons over top of my head. And that signifies to me, okay, Trish, you felt that emotion, it's time to move on. And one other way you can get out of the mindset of self-pity, because self-pity is self-pity is disempowering. Self-pity makes you a victim. You cannot create a victorious life from a place of victim identity. And the victorious life that you're going to do as you learn to manage your time is that you're accelerating your success. You can believe in your success. You are on your way. You are a difference maker and a world changer. And you're not camping out in self-pity because life is hard or because you're, you know, something is happening politically that feels out of your control. There's so much out of our control, which is why we need people who are empowered to go do good things in the world, right? Another way to get out of the self-pity is to substitute every have to with get to. And I did a podcast way, year, probably nine years ago on this concept that every time you find yourself, oh, I have to go to the grocery store. I want you to put in, I get to, because do you remember during the pandemic when it first started and no one knew? I mean, we got to go to the grocery store, but we were scared. It was a, it's a privilege to get to have money to go buy food so easily. It's a privilege. I don't have to go to my own. I don't have any fields, but if I, I, you know, if I didn't have a grocery store, I would need a farm. I get to go to the grocery store. I have to, I mean, I've, I've worked for years on changing this language and I just want to invite you into it because when you substitute, I have to, I have to go work out. No, you don't. You get to go work out. Choose it. Delight in it. Doesn't mean it's going to be enjoyable the whole time, but you get to, you've got to ground yourself in gratitude and gratitude will transform your focus and even your follow through. And I, I, as I was working on the, the outline for what I wanted to coach today, I happened to be sitting and thinking about this, the shift from have to, to get to, and I was on the pool deck and I was on the pool deck and my husband was in Alaska for business. And so I was solo parenting and solo businessing and all the things. And, um, I was sitting on the pool deck waiting for, waiting for Ellie to finish swim practice, thinking about how much I had to do. Scheduling. I was finalizing work details. I had to go pick up Baker from school. I had to carpool swim practice and arrange a couple things with different moms. I had to shower both kids after swim practice. I needed groceries. I was, I was started going, oh, my life is so hard. Like I just felt it. I felt the wave of self-pity or even just a wave of dread. Here I am living my dream life, feeling dread on a Tuesday. And what I did is I turned it to, hey, how amazing is it that I can sit on a, a well-lit pool deck with fast Wi-Fi? How amazing is it that, yeah, I need groceries. I wish they were already at my house, but I can just swing by Target, which is just one mile away and pick up the order I just placed on my phone. And that once I get home, everyone's going to be already showered and ready for bed because we're doing it at the pool. As annoying as it is, we're doing it somewhere else. And so when we walk into the house, it's going to be great. Not to mention that, wait a second, I go to a gym that's a luxury gym with towel service. Uh, I don't even have to bring towels or dry towels. How awesome is that? I get to shower my kids and I don't have to dry the towels. I, and here's where you finish up when you're, when you're coaching yourself out of a self-pity or you're working with shifting have to to get to is I am exactly where I want to be. Say that with me right now because you probably some, so one of the reasons you're slowing down your success is you keep saying I'm not where I want to be. But I'm telling you the breakthrough is the mental statement. I am exactly where I want to be right now today. 
I want you to decide that you can make everywhere where you want to be. When you make everywhere you want to be, you'll stop distracting yourself. You'll stop wasting time. You'll stop buffering. You'll stop getting in the way of your own success. You'll stop comparing yourself to everybody else, which right there, that of itself will accelerate your success. But let me give you the background of why I feel qualified to talk about productivity. Um, I have always, I've loved being productive. In fact, as a kid, uh, my mom homeschooled us, my brother and I, for a couple years. Oh, I think six years. And then after that, I went to boarding school. So in when I was homeschooled, my mom said, here's your homework, here's, your, or here's the schoolwork, and you can get it done whenever you want. I prided myself on getting my schoolwork done by 9 a.m. before sometimes my brother would even wake up just so that I could watch Little House on the Prairie just so that I could be that much ahead of my time and go do the things I wanted to do, writing poetry, doing art, playing with my dolls. Now then fast forward to boarding school. I really feel like that's where I really became a master of time management. I was 14. I went away to school. And then as if I looked at, I thought about this in my high school, senior year, senior high school, I was in five AP classes. I was the team captain of two varsity athletic teams. I was the president of the student body and I did triple workouts a day and I still had a social life. Now, It helps that my social life, everything at a boarding school is right there, right? You think college campus, but smaller and more contained. Um, But I just, I mean, I was a boss of my time. And then in college, I maintained a full scholarship training schedule, a full scholarship, and then an athletic training schedule, which for division one, which is 20 hours a week of, of, of training. That's where you have to max out. I still did extra on top of that. I also worked 15 hours a week because I wanted to do work study. So I would have some cash flow and some, I could go buy, buy books and go to the movies with my friends. I was in a sorority um, at Davidson College. We called it an eating house, but I was in a sorority. And then I also, with my best friend, founded and launched a nonprofit. And we also together, she and my, my friend and I, took extra classes at night for fun, like American Sign Language. And I, and I had a social life. Time management, right? Definitely. Like, I just want, I want you to go, like, oh, yeah, Trish, everyone talks about time management. As a single person. In my 20s, I worked 50-hour weeks at a corporate job, and I started working as an entrepreneur 10 hours a week while I was also training for my first Ironman 20 hours a week. And then as a married and new mom, I quit my full-time job and went all in myself. And over the past few years, I've sold over $1.5 million of personal training while being at home with my kids for much of my time with having minimal babysitting. Can anyone say pandemic, Right. And I just wanted you to know that when I, because I wanted to give you that background before I talk about productivity hacks. And I'm going to share some hacks with you, but the number one hack is decisiveness. It's decisiveness. Just decide what you're going to do and do it. And I think we lose a lot of time in wanting things to be done a really, really good way. And, and decisiveness, and for those of you who love productivity, here's the, where you might be getting distracted. You might love productivity and then you're distracted by other productivity hacks. Or you might love handwritten planners like me. I'm a, I love my passion planner. I love good pens. I love putting stickers in there. And you might be thinking, oh, should I spend a bunch of time uh, transferring to an electronic planner or vice versa? Or you have multiple systems that you're trying to work at one time. Pick one system and then decide what you want to build with your life. That's the secret, okay? The secret is decisiveness and then action. But deciding ahead of time when you'll do what, it's scheduling everything. When you decide what matters to you and then you schedule it, you will get everything done that you want. Now, scheduling it means you put a very specific time to when you will do the thing. 
And you don't say work on this project. You say work very specifically on what, wait, pick three things within that project to do and, and put a time frame for 30 minutes, for 90 minutes, whatever it might be. This is how I write my, my books, right? My last couple of books. I only wrote my book on Sunday and it was for a three hour period. Right now I'm working on my French podcast. Same thing. That's happening on Sundays and 90 minutes at a time. You batch content by putting tape and time around it. So productivity hacks that I have that are huge. And the meta summary of them are this. Think ahead, plan ahead, put time boundaries on what time you decide right now it will take. Don't say, well, I don't know how much time it's going to take. A project's going to either compound and expand or contract into the time that you give it. Never avoid and you take massive action in micro steps. So that is the, the, the meta summary of all these different little productivity hacks are this. Think ahead, plan ahead, which means schedule ahead. Put time boundaries on what time you will allow something to take. Never avoid. And then massive action in micro steps. So batching content, doing one thing that's all the same at one time. That's a really effective time hack. Um, even down to if you're cleaning your house and you're like, I need to, I'm just overwhelmed. So batch it upstairs or bedrooms only or bathrooms only. We, we tackle topics at a time. I, a lot of us lose time in email or the time between jumping between multi tasks, staying focused on one task is so, so key to helping you effectively and efficiently knock it out of the park. But really deciding ahead of time and scheduling is the, is, is the key. Now, when you schedule, You've got to figure out what system you like best. If you like a handwritten planner, if you like a, an agenda, an online calendar management system, there's no right or wrong way. Do the way that you will be consistent with. Color code your planner. Meaning I, when I'm making money and I have work hours, I highlight it in green. I put my office hours. I work for myself. I can work whenever I want. I still set office hours. I have, I put red tape so to speak, or use a red highlighter around areas where I'm like, I'm not allowed to schedule anything. That's just downtime. Or it's Aaron's time and you put it all in. The other thing you can do to really increase your hat, your productivity is outsource, outsource, do what you do best and pay someone else to do the rest or do what you works for your life. And then ask yourself, is this, is there anything I can cut down on that I don't need to do that fits within my budget? That's might that be a house cleaner, might be a home organizer, might be, you can outsource for free by doing trades with people. You can outsource by simply carpooling communicating with your friends and saying, Hey, let's, let's share the burden here. Right? So asking for help and not, we got to drop this superhero syndrome that we carry around with us. Because you know what really is the superhero is getting done what matters to you. Seeing the passion projects you have move along, seeing your life accelerate. And then of course my 333 method, which I've shared with you before, the 333 method is something that I, I, I offer in the College of Confidence. We teach it and is a, I can share it with you very briefly here. And of course, if you want more in-depth access, come join us in the COC. But it's three minutes a night and you ask yourself, what are three ways I've won today? What, what are three ways I'm going to win tomorrow? And what are three gratitudes I have? You'd be amazed at, at how that helps you prioritize because one of the, the biggest challenges to productivity is that we, we have forgotten the art of prior, prioritization. If you think everything's a priority, then nothing is. 
You have to know what matters to you. You have to know what's important now. And you've got to know how to prioritize things. And that's why the 333 method at night to ask yourself when your brain is thinking about what you need to do tomorrow to say, you know, in a bigger vision, what is important for me to achieve tomorrow? What are the top three things? What will make tomorrow successful? If, if I, if at the end of the day, I know I'm successful and, to, and it was an effective day, what three things have to get done? That's the way to ask the question. Now you know your priorities. So again, think ahead, think ahead, schedule ahead, put time boundaries, never avoid, and you take massive action in micro steps. So when you start thinking about this too, I just want to invite you into a new self-image. I want you to know that you are good at doing hard things. And these are things you can say to yourself, I am good at doing hard things. I am a time ninja. I use my time wisely and joyfully. And I want to remind you too, there's no such thing as balance or perfect time management. Instead, there are systems and rhythms. And when a rhythm is off, you lean into another. When a system or a method gets skipped, you get to pick right back up. Because leaning to the rhythms of daily life involves embracing the natural ebb and flow of our experiences and adjusting your pace accordingly. It's about being attuned to the different energies and demands that arise through the day and allow yourself to adapt accordingly. And so you might be focused and intense or slower and relaxed. And it's just that openness to go, here's my structure. But if my structure gets off, then I come right back. I can pick right back up. I don't, I want to again, remind you, I'm the boss of my time. My time is not the boss of me. I am the boss of my time. Okay. So let's shift gears. I want to give you some even more time abundance mindset tips And we've started with this, uh, even just saying and speaking over yourself, I am becoming a time ninja. I value my time. I tell my time how to work for me. I also want you to even say these two phrases to yourself. I am creating a life with time abundance and margin. I have all the time I need. Now, one of the things that shifted me out of my addiction to busyness. And if you look at my life, I still have a full life, but it's full with things I've chosen on purpose, right? With workouts that I enjoy, with time to read my book. I say no to a lot of things because I say yes to the things that I want and that really matter to me. And so one, I want us, I want to call you out and invite you into someone who decides to be generous with your time. But being generous with your time doesn't mean irresponsible with your time. It doesn't mean you say yes to everyone and you volunteer for everything because you feel bad. Be generous with your time, but be picky with your time. And remember, busy is not the goal. I have some time abundance affirmations that are a little bit longer. I've given you quite a few already, even down to I value my time. I have all the time I need. I am I'm where I want to be. But these are a little bit more uh, expansive and flowery. So I'm going to read them. And if you want to get them, um, they are written down for you. So don't you don't need to stop the car if you're driving to write these down. They are in the show notes, which you can always access, access my show notes at trishblackwell.com forward slash 550. Here they are. I let go of any guilt associated with taking breaks or leisure activities understanding that they contribute to my overall productivity and happiness. I release any fear of running out of time and embrace a mindset of abundance and possibility. 
Time flows effortlessly in my life, and I'm always in the right place at the right time. I am present in the present moment, fully engaging with each task and savoring the time I have. I embrace moments of rest and rejuvenation, knowing they enhance my productivity and well-being. I love this one. Time expands to accommodate all of my needs, and I effortlessly manage my responsibilities. I have an abundance of time for both work and leisure, finding a perfect rhythm that brings joy and fulfillment. I am in control of my schedule and prioritize my time based on what matters to me. Every day is filled with ample time for joy, productivity, connection, and self-care. I create a harmonious balance between work and leisure. I trust in divine timing and embrace the present moment. God's timing is always on time. I have all the time I need to accomplish my goals. Time is abundant and I use it wisely. I'm going I'm to circle back to the topic that we, were, we started off with. I went a little bit ahead of myself about accelerating your success rate. And that is to be able to have celebration about the progress you do have. When you become a person who is happy where you are, you can faster get to where you want to be. It's when our dissatisfaction with where we are puts this drive that's an unhealthy, like white knuckling drive into try to push our way to success that it becomes complicated and actually becomes rockier and more jagged and more of a longer journey. So say this, even wherever you are, today is exactly where I need to be and where I want to be right now. And this thought can transform everything. It opens you up to patience, to perspective, to gratitude. This is exactly where I want to be right now. And you might be in a season of struggle. You might be in a season of discouragement. But it's there's something for you there. There's patience. There's perspective. There's something to give thanks for. And I just want to invite you into... Believing this and saying it and asking your brain to get curious about how can I make this where I want to be? I can both want to be exactly where I am right now and look forward to not being here. And we can look at this when it in a in a in a large picture pulled back, or even in the day-to-day life of maybe you're running errands and picking kids up and carpooling and just doing a whole bunch and it's overwhelming and you don't really want to be there. You just want to be reading in bed, right? This is where I want to be. And ask yourself why. Because it's a privilege to be an engaged and involved parent in my kid's life. Because I have the opportunity to live somewhere where my we have access to so many wonderful opportunities to expose. And life is so full. Isn't it great? What do we get to do? Right? And I can also still feel that way and be happy sitting in traffic where I am right now. And look forward to reading on my Kindle in bed at night. But when you even say start this, when you start your next treadmill run... This is exactly where I want to be right now. Say that. I invite you to see what shifts. And remember, when it comes to treadmills or anything that you're like, ugh, first five minutes, that's it. Just get to the first five minutes. So also with productivity hack that I did not talk about, if you can just suck it up for five minutes, you can do anything. And often where we get off kilter is we overthink and then we think we're supposed to feel amazing when we start a task. I want to invite you to say, I've scheduled it. 
it matters, I'm doing it. And you'll notice that once you start, because you often, you're not going to feel like doing it, but we don't, <laughs> you listen to the podcast. You don't, you're not somebody who waits to feel a certain way to do something. You just do it. So we get more done by some, by deciding and doing and not waiting for our feelings, but letting our feelings come when they're ready, but taking action, even when we don't feel like it, even when it's not comfortable, even if, when I can't focus my mind, you say, well, I'm supposed to focus on this. This is the task at hand. This is when I assign myself to do it. I'm going to do it. And you'll find just like on the treadmill, five or 10 minutes into it, you're like, oh my gosh, this feels easier than I thought it was going to be. Look at me. I'm knocking this out of the park. Like, hey, that I thought this project was going to take me 75 minutes. I don't know. Maybe only, maybe it's only going to take 35. This is how you focus your mind. Not just saying, here's the list and the to-do list and I hope I get it all done. Here's the to-do list. Here's the three that are the most important. And then here's the time I'm doing those things. There's one other hack I didn't mention. We talk about this and we coach on this in in the College of Confidence and you can get this when you take the Deliberate Daily Design, which again, that link is trishblackwell.com forward slash DDD. And it is um, ABC123 and it's setting your A, B, and C priorities as your top priorities. Um, And as your A priorities have three underneath it. So my A priorities for the day are these one, two, three things. My B priorities for the day are the one, two, three under those. So you can pick nine priorities and no matter what, you always do the A's. And it's better if you can do the B's. And when you get to the C's, you can say to yourself, I can't believe I got everything done today. So that you can, that's another great way to stay hyper-focused on the task at hand. And the way we sell, we accelerate our success rate is we do it by self-encouraging. You've got to become somebody who encourages yourself, encourage yourself where you are sticking to the plan, no matter how derailed you might get. Like I was actually recording this episode and I had to pause because I got, um, a call that I had to take. And I gotta be honest, I was like, oh man, I won't get back in the, in the groove. And I would challenge you to know, do you know when I took a break? If you went back and said, well, where did she have to stop? Did my energy change? No, it didn't because I didn't give my choice for it not to. I just said, ugh, get back in. We start back. We're this many minutes away from covering all the topics. Let's go, girl. Like, let's go. And I encouraged myself. I said, you've got this. This many more minutes, these many, these topics, go be passionate, Trish. Go be, go, go encourage. And then you can be on to your next, next task. So I encourage myself all the time. We just did a workshop in the College of Confidence. And when you join the COC, it's the replays there. It's ready, instant access for you on how to stop caring about external validation. And we spent an entire hour and we have an entire worksheet on how to become a person who encourages yourself. Literally, we go down into these are specific things you can say to give yourself your own personal pep talk, your own self-encouraging pep talk so that you can encourage yourself. Because when you are being cheered on, you go faster. When I am running races or swimming or I'm doing something and I have spectators, you doesn't even matter if you know the spectators, but if someone says my name, the times that my dad, I could hear him at the pool, they would, um, you know, they, you know, quiet on the deck and they blow the whistle and then nobody, you can't hear anybody. You're supposed to be quiet before the, the referee, the starter says, swimmers. Take your mark. George Blackwell, right before the person says swimmer. So the whistle, one referee blows the whistle. The whole deck quiets down. And my dad yells out, let's go, Trisha. <laughs> and that was it. I always knew. And it always mattered. I can't hear him on my head's underwater. But that last thing in my head 
before I would hear go. Amazing. But I get just as encouraged from strangers and when I'm doing a marathon who are cheering for me. And I used to, I often like, I love when you do a race where it has your name on the, on your bib that, and somebody says my name. They're like, go Trish. I'm like, me, you mean me? You guys, it accelerates you. I pick my pace up, even if it's just for a couple minutes, you get to give yourself this magic in life. You can also give yourself this magic in the College of Confidence. We do this work. I do this for you. I will cheer you on and, and be that person. But you can also do it for yourself. Most people lose their success rate and they slow themselves down because of the pity parties. That should last a night or a couple hours. And you micro quit. These micro quits that could have been salvaged, they turn into long-term stagnation and resignation. So you've got to know what's slowing you down is comparison. It's poor time management. It's poor follow-through. It's negative self-talk and it's weak, weak belief skills. Let's start with improving your time management. That starts today. And that if you want to learn how to encourage yourself and be somebody who is cheering yourself on, come join us in the COC. I'll direct you to exactly where that instant access is for that workshop that we did. And you guys, I don't know if you know this, but you can join us in the, in the College of Confidence and stay for a month and then cancel. It's month to month. Stay for a month. Stay for five years. We have people who do it all. And we welcome you to do whatever is right for you. So it's risk-free. Come check us out, collegeofconfidence.com. We're going to close out today's episode with our listener of the episode. And this is from a friend. And she just said this. So I'm going to keep her name. But she said, hey, Trish, I just had to tell you this. This came via text. My mother-in-law comes over and sometimes helps me out so I can do some activities. But not every day, but sometimes. Anyways, I often listen to your podcasts while I'm doing work. And she, the other day she said, you know, I really enjoy listening to her. She's got a good voice. Ask good messages. I just wanted to let you know. And sister, thank you. You guys, you don't know who you might be encouraged when encouraging when they hear this podcast playing. And if you've never shared the show with a friend, just press that little forward button. I can tell you my life changed because I read books. I heard people speak. And it opened my eyes to thinking differently about myself and about my life. And it's because a friend shared it with me, whether they shared a TED talk or a book or a podcast. So if you so share this with a show with somebody and go, hey, I really, I jam out on this. You might too. Hope it encourages you today. Now guys, I hope you're encouraged today. I'll let you, I'll, hey, if you're not following me on Instagram now of all times is the time. Um, Instagram, I'm Trish underscore Blackwell on Facebook. We're Trish Blackwell coaching. You'll see the most of the same content goes both places. So whichever platform you prefer to hang out on, but, um, you, if you want to see what living in Paris for a month is like, we're going to be posting some good, good stuff. We are taking a little, little quick hiatus to the French Riviera. We're going to go to Villefranche-sur-Neuf. And if you are, if you listen and you're in Paris, let me know, let me know, DM me, send me an email. I'd love to have coffee with you. Okay. I'm, I'm dead serious. Dead serious. So I hope you take me up on that. You got a month. I, I, I would, I will do, I will make it happen. And next week we're going to be talking about when life is unfair and you feel behind. Oh, it's going to be a good episode. And we're going to talk about how to create your own unfair advantage in life. I'm really, really excited to share this with you. In the meantime, just know that I love you. I believe in you. I'm cheering you on. I know God made you for great things and I know he delights in you. Go out there today. Go be the world changer and the difference maker you were created to be. Be you. 
be free. If you loved today's episode of the Confidence Podcast, I invite you to check out the College of Confidence at collegeofconfidence.com. The COC is where your next step is. In the COC, we cultivate confidence, create courage, and spark change. It takes everything we do here on the podcast to the next level. And our members get crazy, life-changing results. I'm so confident that you will find that the COC is the most encouraging place on the internet and that it will so wildly exceed your expectations that it comes with a money-back guarantee. Hey, joining is completely risk-free. You owe it to your future self to take your growth to the next level by coaching with me in the COC. Join me today at collegeofconfidence.com.